Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number 18 of the FarmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. On this episode, I want to talk about the importance of being a fiduciary in the financial advising profession. I think it would be shocking for a lot of people to learn that the majority and the vast majority of financial advisors out there are not actually considered true fiduciaries. And it's not their fault. It doesn't mean they're bad people. I think it is a slight on the industry. I also think that when you are somebody who's looking for a professional to help you manage and make decisions when it comes to one of your most precious assets, which for a lot of people is their money, their financial future, not only for themselves, but for their spouse and their kids and their next generation, working with a fiduciary advisor who will always have your best interests ahead of everyone else's is a great first step when trying to determine if you're working with the right financial advisor or not. So in this episode, I want to talk about what a fiduciary is, what other advisors who aren't fiduciaries, what type of standards they're working under. I want to give you an example of what a traditional non-fiduciary may look like, what a traditional fiduciary advisor may look like, how you figure out if an advisor is actually a fiduciary, and if you're not working with a fiduciary right now, what are some steps you could take in order to maximize your relationship with your current broker or potential steps you could use to look for a fiduciary advisor in and around your area if that's important to you. So number one is, what is a financial advisor fiduciary? Well, a fiduciary is a person or organization that acts on behalf of another person. So that would be a financial advisor acting on behalf of or with a client and putting their best interests ahead of their own with a duty to preserve good faith and trust. So essentially, the advisor is putting the interests of their clients ahead of anything else to preserve that good faith and trust they have earned within that advisor-client relationship. And again, to a lot of people who are listening who work with financial advisors right now who might not be fiduciaries, this does not sound too different than maybe the relationship you have right now with those other financial advisors. And that is the point. There are a lot of great financial advisors out there who are doing great work for their clients who never in a million years would ever think that they would do anything to harm or proactively hurt their clients. And I think that's true. But I think at the core of being a fiduciary is the elimination or I guess the lowering as much as possible of all the conflict of all the conflict of interest that is present in the financial advisor client relationship. And I think that's the core of being a fiduciary. It's not even giving yourself the opportunity to partake in those other conflicts because when you're a fiduciary, your loyalties and your focus in the best interests of everything you do at all times is focused on that client. So the flip side of that coin is the more common way financial advisors work with clients and that is the suitability and best interest relationship. So majority of financial advisors out there are considered brokers. They are hired by brokerage firms and those brokerage 
brokerage firms, could be investment firms, they could be insurance companies or um, other types of entities that employ these financial advisors that allow them to create their own quote-unquote businesses, but you work for that specific brokerage company. And in that arena, when you work with clients, you don't always have to do what's best for them. You just have to do what's suitable given their situation. So not too long ago, suitability was the only standard a lot of these brokers had to meet. So if you came in with a problem and product A, B, or C all solved your problem, but product A made that broker in that brokerage company a lot more money, chances are that's the type of product they would steer you into because it was suitable for your situation. So by that logic, they were doing what's right by you, but they were also making the most for their company, for their employer, and probably making a bigger commission choosing product A compared to B and C. Now that doesn't always happen, but that conflict is there. If you didn't know any better and all three products looked exactly the same and it solved your problem, would you really care? Chances are you wouldn't unless you knew that product B or product C was just a little bit better for you. But if they all solved the problem and product A got the brokerage company and the broker slash financial advisor paid more, that is probably the route they're going to go. And it has been the route a lot of advisors have taken in the past. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. That's how the industry has worked under the suitability and non-fiduciary broker type relationship. Now, the rules have changed a little bit here in the last, I would say, year, year and a half, where now a lot of these brokers have to provide what they call best interest to a client at the time of product sale, which means when it comes time to sell a product, they take off their broker and suitability hat and they put on their fiduciary hat and they have you sign a couple pieces of paper saying that we're doing what's in your best interest. But up to that point, they could have led you there using suitability tactics to get you to that point of sale where then you become a fiduciary. But at that point, it's really too late because there could have been a lot of other avenues that would have been better for you to pursue up to the point of that product sale. And again, it's not a shot at other financial advisors. It's a shot at the financial services industry and the different regulations they have that prove all you have to do is do what's suitable for a client, not really do what's in their best interest. So that is the suitability and broker relationship advisors have. Compare that to a true fiduciary and you can kind of see how it is a night and day difference. So I want to give you an example of what maybe a traditional broker-brokerage relationship may look like. You may be young, you may have a couple extra dollars to your name and you might want to go and invest this money. So you walk into a broker. Again, it's probably somebody who claims they own their own business, but the actual company they work for has probably their name and logo in huge letters in front of their building. And then that advisor's name is probably smaller on the door or right below it. So you walk in, you tell them you're looking to invest your money and they go, great, we have these specific products that are available to you. And you go over the products, they go over the pros and cons. Maybe they talk about the different fees or costs that are associated with that, or maybe not. Chances are they probably talk about one specific product without giving you a couple of different options because they are convinced that this product is going to meet your need. It sounds really good to you because you don't know any different. So you buy that product, you give them your money, and away you go and you feel good about your decision. And you feel good about finally working with a financial advisor who you think has your best interests at heart. When really you just got done doing a transaction with the broker who sold you something and now they're going to collect a commission. And that's okay. 
those type of advisors and those type of relationships are needed out there because there are people who are looking for just that. But let's rewind this example and instead of walking into a traditional financial advisor who is a broker's office, you walk into and you work with a true financial advisor fiduciary. Well, walking in to visit that fiduciary, you could have the same set, of, same set of circumstances where you have a little extra money and you're looking to invest, but that fiduciary can't offer you any investment products until they actually get to know you better, until they really understand what's going on with your financial situation, because they can't legally offer you any financial advice or offer any financial products to you unless they really know and believe and have done their due diligence that that is truly the best thing for you to be doing with your money. So you can mention that you have some debt and you have specific goals about X, Y, and Z, and you'd also like to invest money. And a true fiduciary will take all that stuff into consideration. And even if they don't get any sort of financial benefit based off of their recommendation, if that recommendation is truly what's best for you, they are obligated to give that to you. And not just morally obligated, but legally obligated to do that as well. So they have a lot of incentive to do truly what's best for you because they don't really have any other incentive from a brokerage company or somebody else they owe their loyalties to to offer some certain product to you for a commission. So how do you figure out if an advisor is a fiduciary? You're listening to this podcast and you go, you know what? A fiduciary sounds like somebody I want to work with. It sounds like somebody I want to trust with my money, I want to, that I want to trust with my financial future. Can I just go to Google, type in fiduciary, and all these fiduciary advisors are going to pop up? And the sad reality is that is not how it works. To be totally honest with you, it is hard to find true fiduciary advisors in your area. One of the easiest ways to understand if a financial advisor is truly a fiduciary is to point blank ask them. But just remember, if they're a broker and they're not truly a fiduciary, it's their goal to sell you a product because they need to. Otherwise, the company that employs them will probably get upset they're not doing enough business. They will, they could tell you that they're a fiduciary at times and they could give you some sort of statement that, you know, we have our client's best interests ahead of our own all the time. And again, that could be true, but it doesn't do anything to eliminate that conflict of interest that could potentially arise when their loyalties have to be shared between the company they work for and the client they have sitting in front of them. So just asking an advisor straight out, are you a fiduciary, could make things a little confusing depending on what their answer is. So to cover all your basis, if you really want to know if an advisor is a true fiduciary, put it in writing or ask them to put it in writing. Ask them to sign a fiduciary oath for you. Because if you're sitting with somebody who tries to tell you that they are a fiduciary, but they don't have to sign something like that, or they're not able to get you something like that, there is a high probability that they may be lying to you, or they may be trying to deceive you and confuse you in a way that gets you to believe that they are a fiduciary, when in actuality, they are not. So let's just say you have a great working relationship with a financial advisor right now, and you learn through your different knowledge resources or this podcast or somewhere else that working with a fiduciary is something you really want to do and it's something that you know is going to be beneficial to your financial life. What do you do if you find out that your current advisor is not a fiduciary? Well, my recommendation is the first thing you should do is get in front of that advisor and have them clearly lay out all the conflict of interest that have been present as or since you guys have been engaged in advisor-client 
relationship. That advisor should be able to pull out and say, okay, when I made this recommendation or you bought this product, I got paid this commission. This product was offered because my brokerage company allows me to offer it because they get some sort of financial incentive when my clients buy this. And then ask them, well, because of that conflict of interest, were there any other options available to me that you think would have suited my situation better within the lens of doing what's best for me and not considering all that other stuff? And the answer you get will tell you a lot about the integrity of the advisor you're working with. If they look you dead in the eye and they go, I think there were other options, but it's not my job to provide those other options. My job is to provide X, Y, and Z, and that's what I did. Give that advisor a lot of respect because they're being very honest with you and they're being very upfront. Where I guarantee there's going to be a lot of people who ask their financial advisor what conflicts of interest were around when you made these recommendations to me. And if they go, well, there really weren't any conflicts of interest, this is what's best for you. And they don't really go into all the other areas of of why they made that recommendation to you to begin with, then you know that they are probably not the type of advisor you'd want to trust with any more of your financial life now or moving forward. That's just my two cents. The other reason why I think it's really important before I finish up to look for a fiduciary, and I mentioned it before, but it's because ha- when somebody has the their loyalties directly to you and not anybody else, they're always going to do what's best for you. But when you're a financial advisor and you're a broker and you work for a brokerage company, chances are your loyalties will be toward your employer and not toward you as a client of that advisor. And that gets really tough because there are going to be a lot of things that happen in your financial life where you're going to want to find unbiased, unconflicted advice. And working for a broker, there's just too much conflict of interest in their day-to-day operation working for a broker to make that a reality 100% of the time. So if it were me, if it were my mom and dad, if it were people that I really cared about and they were looking for a financial professional, I would 100% recommend that they find a true fiduciary, not only because that fiduciary has the obligation morally, ethically, and legally to put your interests ahead of everybody else's, but because being a fiduciary decreases all those conflict of interests that could get in the way of giving really good personable advice to you or to your loved ones as a client of a financial advisor. If you're looking for more information about this podcast, myself or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcasts at farmdfp with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.